Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit for the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is interfering and trying to interfere with the word of God that is about to be given to your people. I bind those unclean spirits right now in Jesus' name and I bring them under the subjection of the Lordship of Jesus Christ at this hour. And I give Satan no permission over this hour. And I give Satan no permission over the hearts, minds, and bodies of God's people at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That the word that must be given to your people will be delivered through the power of the Holy Spirit into the spirits of the people of God. So that each and every one will receive what God has for them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And I ask for the warm oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured into every ear right now in Jesus' name. And I ask for the understanding of the minds to be opened at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. I give you glory. I give you glory. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 14. And I'm going to read from verse 22 onwards. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Jesus sent the multitudes that were there. He sent them away and he had a time where he said, I'm going to pray by myself. Gave the disciples also some time so that they too can have their time alone. And Jesus made good use of it. And we see here in verse 20. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And now when evening came, he was alone there. Jesus went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Why did Jesus Christ go up on the mountain to pray? Why did he have to go? Because he's the son of God and he's the anointed one and he was full of the Holy Spirit. Why did he have to pray. Why did Jesus have to pray? Jesus Christ, though he was God, he was in the form of man while he was on the face of the earth. He taught us by his example that we cannot do anything apart from receiving from God. And Jesus Christ is a man depended on God moment by moment and he was receiving the power of God and the strength of God constantly. When he was alone, he received, it's like it's like a, a phone that needs to be charged. It's plugged in and when it's plugged in, it's fully charged. When it's fully charged, it can work to the full capacity. Jesus Christ goes in to the presence of God and he gets that full charge and he comes out and there 
All kinds of demons are driven. All kinds of healings are taking place. And the power of God goes from his body when people touch even his garment. Now he already had the power of God when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And when he was tested, 40 days and 40 nights when he was fasting, he came out with the power of the Holy Spirit and began his ministry. If he already had the power of God, what does he have to go and pray? What does he have to receive that power? We need to understand that even if God has given us his power, it is important for us to go and receive what we need every time because whatever God gives must be recharged and must be gained from God again and again and again. Otherwise the tank will go low. We need to get that infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need to get the presence of God into us. We need to get God inside of us. We need that. And Jesus Christ as a man, God-man, while he was on the face of the earth, did this on a continual basis. He would go to the presence of God, whether it's a mountaintop or to the Garden of Gethsemane, or he was by the seaside. Wherever he went, he chose a place to pray. And people knew that this is his place where he prayed. And even Judas came there to the Garden of Gethsemane because he knew that this is where Jesus prays. And so in this period, he went to the mountain. Well, while he was by the mountainside, he would go to the top of the mountain by himself to pray. So prayer, personal prayer is very important. Jesus Christ prayed with his disciples. We know that. He also taught his disciples to pray. That's the corporate prayer. But there is a place for personal prayer, which is very important because if we don't have that personal prayer, it is very easy for us to lose the charge. You can only go for a while. You can fill your tank with gas and you can only go for a while with that gas that you have. And you must refuel yourself. And so if we get this charge from God and we say, okay, I got this charge from God. I have what I need. And if we don't spend time in the presence of God, where we spend time alone with God, we can actually get depleted. And Jesus Christ, by his example, he shows that after his ministry, no matter how tired he was, he goes to the Father. He has to go to the Father Receive the strength and also what is God's will? What does God wants me to do next? Knowing the will of God is very, very important. Knowing the mind of God, knowing the will of God is very important. He was so full of the Holy Spirit because he came from the throne room of God in prayer. When he came outside, just like how Moses, when he came from the mountain, his face shone so brightly that people were not able to see his face. It was so bright because he came from the presence of God. Jesus Christ, just like that, when he was in that prayer closet, so to speak, that mountain or the garden of Gethsemane or by the seaside, wherever he went to pray by himself, when he came out, people were healed even when they touched the hem of his garment. Such was the power that flowed from the body of Jesus Christ from the spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, God is speaking to us this evening. God says, if you're really longing to do God's work, if you really want God to do something substantial in your life, you need to follow the pattern that Jesus has set before you, which is to really value your personal prayer. Not say, Lord, I want to just pray and I thank you, Lord, for this time and say like a quick two minute, three minutes prayer, but really take the time to be in the presence of God and you know that you met with God and you know that you've had a powerful encounter with God on your knees before God, that you are sure that you have this encounter with God and you're leaving your prayer closet with the presence of God, that you're coming with a full charge outside. We need to have that. It's important. God wants to emphasize this, so I'm 
emphasizing this year before we go to the next verse here. Verse 24. So now after this, verse 24, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Such was the power of Jesus Christ. After he prayed and after he came out, now his next to do was to go to his disciples and go to his next place where he is to minister. He's full of the charge that came from being in the presence of God. And he chose, deliberately he chose to walk on the water. He can just go. If God can transport Philip from one place to the other, Jesus didn't have to walk on water. He could have just gone straight into that boat. But God in his sovereign will had Jesus walk on water. That's how the spirit of God led him that night to walk on the water. Why? Because he wanted his disciples to know him at a deeper level, how powerful he is, and also to give them the same experience. I pray that you understand what the spirit of God is speaking at this hour. God is not here just to show his power, but he wants you to experience his power. He wants you to experience his power. And so Jesus Christ here in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. So the walking on the sea was very deliberate. Jesus deliberately walked on the sea to accomplish something inside of the disciples. What was it? It was to expand their faith. When God does something in front of us, it is for God to expand our faith. What happens when God expands our faith? When God does something before us, a miracle, this is a miracle. When Jesus walked on the water, he performed a miracle. It defies gravity, it defies nature. When Jesus walked on water, why did he do this miracle in front of his disciples? Why did he do that? He did that so that the faith of the disciples may expand. It grows. So Jesus does his wonders or his miracles in the lives of his people so that their faith can grow. What is the point in causing one's faith to grow? When the faith of a human being grows, it will actually Cause them to do what Jesus did. God wants to replicate what he does in the lives of his people. Isn't that a beautiful thing? What Christ did, he says, you too can do that. And I want you to do that. This is who our God is. He says, I want you to do what I just did. And how can that happen? Unless our faith expands. So in order for our faith to expand, he does something right in front of us. See, without him doing it, if he just says, come on, walk on water, it would be harder for Peter. But Peter saw Jesus walk on water. And then Jesus gives the word so that Peter has something to hold on to. What is it? His visual, visual vision or visual scene of Jesus walking on water combined with the word that came from Jesus that causes faith to really expand. Miracles are necessary to expand our faith along with the word of God that comes in order for us to do the same works that Jesus did. God is speaking to our hearts today. If God must do big things in your life, God is saying this. Did I do something in front of you? Did I do a miracle for you? Have I done something in front of your eyes? How many of you can say God has done miracles for me? Amen. Amen. We have that in front of us. God has done many miracles for us. And 
keeping those miracles in front of us will expand our faith. We see that this is what God did. It expands our faith. Now, along with that comes the command of God. Let's just go to the next verse. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Let's go to verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, the disciples see Jesus Christ and they don't know it's Jesus. And the first reaction was fear. When they got so scared, Jesus didn't, didn't rebuke them because they didn't know it was Jesus. And he understood their human frailty. And he gives them his word. And that word was enough to dispel the fear once they placed their faith upon Jesus Christ. So this is very important. When Jesus spoke his word, which is, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. We need to see what happened next. Because many times Jesus Christ speaks into our lives through his word. Many times God speaks his word into us. When he says something, he's looking for results. When Jesus says something to us, he's expecting something to happen. That means when fear comes and God says, don't be afraid, he's looking for the result, which is not being afraid and becoming happy. He says, be of good cheer, it is I. Be happy, it is I. Not just don't be afraid, but he says, in the place of fear, Jesus says, I'm giving you my joy. Be of good cheer. It is I, God, our Father, our Heavenly Father, who is so compassionate, full of tender mercies, says this to us. He says, you don't have to be afraid. In the place of fear, I want to give you joy. In the place of fear, I want to give you confidence. In the place of fear, I want to give you my power. That will not only dispel fear, but it will impart faith. It will bring joy. And he says, don't be afraid. Be happy, don't be afraid. If you want to dispel fear, you have to invite the Spirit of God to bring his joy into your life. You cannot have fear and joy at the same time. And you cannot say, okay, after fear goes, I'll be happy. No, that's not faith. When fear comes, God says, I can give you joy. And are we willing to believe that God's joy can dispel fear? He says, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. It's so beautiful the way he said it. It's not the other way around. He says, be of good cheer. It's I. Do not be God comes to us, no matter what situation we are going through, we need to have that faith in him that he is going to make all things well and therefore I'm going to rejoice in him. That's why God's word says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice always, all the time. Rejoice in God because God is there. No matter what we go through, he says, I can give you my joy. Having received the joy from God, we can be joyful. If we have not received this joy, then we cannot be joyful. Because if we don't have something, how can we actually have it? We need to receive it from God. And Jesus says, be of good cheer. When he spoke that, what did he speak into them? He spoke his joy into them. And then he says, don't be afraid. So, being of good cheer is a choice. Not being afraid is a choice. I want to emphasize this here as the Spirit of God wants me to. God gives joy. See, when God gives joy, joy comes to us. God says, here is joy. At the time, what do we do? We have joy here. 
we have fear here. What do we choose? Do we choose joy over fear? It takes faith to take joy in the midst of a turbulent situation. It takes faith to choose joy. God says, don't be afraid. So he has the cheer here, not to be afraid here. And then you have this big fear over here. What are we going to choose? God says, choose joy. Choose quitting fear. Choose joy. Choose joy. Choose joy over fear. So what are we supposed to do when we are in a situation where it's so fearful and frightening? It is important for us to push fear out by inviting joy. So when God gives joy to us, see, he's not telling us to choose joy without giving us joy. He first gives us joy. He places joy before us and he says, you know what? Choose joy. Fear is there, but choose joy. God is the one who gives us joy. He gives us a spirit of joy. And he gives us this joyful spirit that can actually push out fear. So God says here, be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. Why? Because it is I. See, that's the key. He is with us no matter what we go through, no matter where we go. God is with us. God is with us. It is because of him. We can be joyful. Knowing that he is with us, we can be joyful. Knowing that he is with us, we don't have to be afraid. We can just push fear out because we know that my God is with me. Let's go to verse 28, Matthew 14, 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, you see what happened to Peter. The disciples were there. Obviously, when you read the scripture, you know that they got terrified. They really got terrified. But when Jesus spoke the word, something happened to them. They received the joy and they pushed out the fear. Two things Jesus said there for his disciples to do. Be of good cheer and don't be afraid. They received the joy that Jesus gave by faith. And they received the faith to push out the fear. When that happened, something happened in Peter. His faith expanded. His faith expanded. Anytime you do what God says, it could be small things. It could be simple things. God will ask you to do simple things, small things. Don't discard that. Don't think that, oh, it's very small. No. Many times those small, simple things will be the steps to something far greater that God has for us. And so here we see Peter, all of a sudden, his faith expanded. His faith grew. Where he he had this faith and this move inside that came from the word of God. See, without the spirit of God moving us, we can't do anything. That faith in Peter caused him to want to do what Jesus did, which is the will of God. Understand this. It is the will of God. When God wants to do something, the spirit of God will move in us and he will move us to doing what God wants us to do because we obeyed what God told us to do the first time. So the first step that Jesus said was, Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid because I'm here. Once that was received by his disciples and Peter, he took it by faith. Something happened inside of him. His faith expanded to the extent that what God wanted him to experience, he became eligible for that. All of a sudden his faith grew and he says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. It's not, this is not a statement of unbelief trying to test if it is Jesus. He knew it is Lord. He knew that it is the Lord. He knew that this is Jesus and he's saying, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. What happened to that fear, Peter? 
that fear was gone because the word that came from Jesus Christ dispelled that fear. When he received that, all of a sudden, that confidence came. All of a sudden, he knew that this is Jesus Christ. And he knew that this Jesus Christ, when he says a word, it will happen. He had so much faith that if he says, Peter, you can walk on water too. All of a sudden, Peter can walk on water. How did Peter get that faith? How does faith just expand like that? Will you do that? Someone takes you to the sea, ocean, and you're on the cruise and all of a sudden say, walk on the water. Come on, get down, walk on the water. Will we do that? No, we won't do that. We know that we're going to go straight down. And if you don't know swimming, that's it for you. So it's a very, very risky, risky thing. Anyone in their right mind will not do that. But something happened to Peter here. Something happened to Peter here. There was a stirring up of his spirit through the spirit of God. When the word of Jesus Christ came to his ears, that went into his spirit where Jesus said, be of good cheer, Peter. Don't be afraid. It's I. The word came to his disciples and something happened to Peter. Out of all the disciples, this guy's faith grew. I pray that the spirit of God will help you to understand the depth of this. You don't see all the disciples saying that, Lord, we will all walk on water. No. It's just this Peter. He says, Lord, command me to come to you on the water. He knew something at that point. Something happened inside of him. God was working in him. What is God doing to Peter here? He's preparing him here for his acts ministry. He's getting this training here. Little by little, God is working in them. And God is showing his power here. And he says, don't be afraid when it looks really scary. God says, be happy when it looks really scary. And Peter really received it. Out of all the disciples, something was taking place in Peter. And this is the very same Peter that you see in the second chapter of Acts. Third chapter of Acts. And the fourth chapter of Acts. And in all of Acts, you will see him. The Acts of the Holy Spirit in Peter and through Peter. It all started here. Where he heard the command of God that was given to him before. He said, Lord, command me some more. When God tells you to do something in the midst of difficult situation, it's important to take the simple instruction and just do it. When you do that, your faith on the inside will expand. God will expand it in order for you to do the impossible that God wants you to do so that you can experience the supernatural. God wants to take you through a process so that you can experience the supernatural. You too can do the same. That's our father in heaven. So now Peter's faith expanded and he's saying, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He knew it was Jesus. He's saying, Lord, just say a word. If he had the doubt, he's not going to say, if it's you, tell me. And that's I don't know if it's Jesus or not. And he says, anybody can say, you know, come on water. But he knew it was Jesus Christ. Command me to come to you on the water. What happens when Jesus hears this? Jesus didn't say, well, Peter, you're trying to be like me. Too bad. It's going to take a long time, buddy. It's not going to happen. Sit down there. I'll get to you. No. Jesus wants us to experience what he can offer to us. He's looking for us to become more like him. He's looking for us to walk in the supernatural. God says in 2023, whatever you face, make sure 
you go before the Lord and have your own time with God. Make sure what God tells you to do, do it even if it is small. And when that faith expands inside of you and the spirit of God moves you to do something, don't hesitate. Make sure that it is God who is telling you to do like Peter did. Because the enemy can also mimic things. Make sure you're hearing God. Once you hear God, let's go, let's read 29. So he said, Jesus told Peter, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. What did Jesus say? Once when he said that, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. And Jesus didn't say, well, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. You know, the one who came and called you while you were a fisherman. It is I. I'm just confirming you. This is me. Now, now that you know that it is me, come on, step out. He didn't say that. All he said was, come. Peter knew the voice of Jesus. Peter knew the voice of Jesus. There's no confusion. When Jesus said, be of good cheer, he knew that this is Jesus. If he says, you can walk on water, I can. God has called you for a great purpose. And he's called you with a great call. God has called you to walk on water just like how he did. God says, when I tell you to come, it's important for you to expand your faith and simply do it. Out of all the disciples, it's just this one guy, Peter. Ask the Lord, Lord, tell me, tell me I will do it. And God spoke to him. God, the son, the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, come. Once he heard that, when Peter heard that, he came out of the boat. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Think about it. Think about this situation and see in your mind, just picture this in your mind, what the rest of the disciples would have done. They would have said, oh, I can't believe this. I don't know how many of them would have said, Peter, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? I hope nobody tried to pull his leg. Trying to help him. You see, Peter, he didn't worry about anything. He got down. He got out of the boat. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. You know, there's a difference here between Peter and some people. There are some people who get on the water while they're getting out. They look at the next person. Hey, I'm going to get down and watch me. See how I'm going to walk just like how he's walking. Let me tell you, even before the leg touches the water, they can just go right down. Our attitude and our motives must line up with Jesus. And if we ever walk on water, it has to be to go to Jesus. Eyes on him, not here. Hey, are you seeing? Are you seeing me how I'm getting down? Are you seeing me that I am walking on water? That's it. That water itself will become a graveyard. Pride is the death bed for the proud people. But humility will take a person all the way to glory. It's a stairway to glory. Peter was not distracted by anything. At that point, he was not looking at anyone. His eyes was, I want to go to Jesus. 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 If I have to walk on water, I walk. I want to go to Jesus. 
Command me to come to you, Lord. How many of you can say that, Lord? Command me to come to you, Lord. No matter what situation it may be, no matter how difficult it may be, in that difficult situation, Lord, I want to pursue you. In this difficult situation, Lord, I want to walk on this water to get to you, Jesus. In this difficult situation, I want to get to you. Whatever your situation may be, how adverse it may appear, God is speaking to our hearts. It is 2023. If you want to experience the supernatural in the midst of your adverse situation, seek God first. And number two, hear from God. Number three, just do what God tells you to do. Number four, keep your eyes on him and do it for him and to get to him. And the God who sees you will give you supernatural experiences where you will have supernatural testimonies. And it will draw you closer to Jesus. I want to take you to verse 30 here. And as Peter began walking, something happened. He saw that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. I want to stop you for a minute. It's very important scripture. You might have heard all kinds of sermons on this. But what God wants to highlight here is, In the midst of the boisterous situation, in the midst of the winds that were so heavy, Jesus called Peter to walk on water. He didn't call Peter to walk on water when everything looked quiet and calm. That's what faith is. Faith will go against everything that looks opposite. And at that time when Jesus called Peter to walk on water, his faith was pretty strong. It just grew when the Lord spoke his word. And so with that faith, great faith, he stepped out. What happened all of a sudden? The word that Jesus spoke all of a sudden dispelled his fear and brought cheer to him. And with that, he got out of his boat. But what happened all of a sudden? It's important for us to understand that we can lose what God has given to us if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus. We can lose what God has given to us if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus. Whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's joy, whatever it is, we can lose it if we take our eyes of Jesus and all of a sudden place it on our circumstances. Suddenly, this man who received such great faith and expressed such great faith and even got out of the boat and began walking, suddenly became afraid. All of a sudden, this faith that was there, that were like his legs, all of a sudden was gone. All of a sudden was gone. Unbelief will come and cut off your legs. You need to walk in order to get victory at every level. Do not let the enemy bring unbelief in your life. In any area. When you see the wind boisterous, when you see the waves pounding, when you see all kinds of things happening around you, if you know that the Lord said, come, word is enough. In the midst of the boisterous situation, you'll be walking. And if you keep your eyes on Jesus, in the midst of the opposition, you will be walking straight to Jesus Christ. Straight to Jesus Christ. God is speaking to our hearts today. God will give us supernatural experiences while everything looks opposite. God will want us to experience the supernatural realm of God. And because of that, he will say, 
we have good cheer. Put away doubting. Put away fear. It's our choice. Whether we're going to choose joy or fear is our choice. Whether we're going to choose fear over faith is our choice. When we choose God and we choose his word, we are choosing joy. When we choose God, when we choose his word, we are choosing the supernatural life. Just like Peter. In the midst of that turbulent situation, his faith was so strong, he's asking God, Lord, command me to walk. Oh, Peter, you didn't know that? The whole climate is really bad. At that point, he didn't think about it. He didn't look at it. His eyes were on Jesus. He saw Jesus walk. What did he see? He didn't see the winds. He didn't see the waves. He saw Jesus walk. When he saw Jesus walking, he said, I want to get to Jesus. Jesus, tell me to walk. I want to get to you. Nothing mattered around him. God is speaking to our hearts today. No matter what you see around you, let your faith be bigger than whatever you see around you. And tell the Lord, Lord, you say a word. Lord, say a word. Lord, say a word. And I will do it no matter what I see. In the midst of what I see, you say a word. And I will just do it. God is speaking to our hearts. Once you say, I'll do it, and you begin doing it, never take your eyes off of Jesus. Do it so that you can get to Jesus. Do it so that you can draw closer to Jesus, not with any other motive. Never do it so that you can get a bigger testimony and look big before people. A lot of people have fallen like that. Our testimony should bring glory to God. Our walking on water should be drawing nearer to Jesus. Anytime that me, myself, and I comes, know for sure, you'll just sink right in. God is speaking to our hearts today. In the midst of the pounding waves, in the midst of the boisterous wind. Are you doing what Jesus is telling you to do? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Everything looks opposite. Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. I'm there with you. When you believe that, God gives you his faith, where that faith will cause you to do the impossible. That's from God Almighty. Where you will say, Lord, command me to walk on this water I walk. Even when it's windy, even when the waves are rough. Because my eyes are not on the winds, not on the waves, but on Jesus. Say, Lord, I want to get closer to you. Whatever situation you may be going through, the Spirit of God says, use it to draw closer to Jesus. Use it to get to Jesus. Use it to get to Jesus. When you use it to get to Jesus, God will give you supernatural experiences, supernatural encounters. He'll give you supernatural testimonies. So that you can know who the living God is. And through you, others can see who the living God is. Shall we all close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In this 2023, God has given many, many promises. Good promises. Very specific promises God has given. Prophecies. How will he get to that? How will he get to those promises and prophecies? It is important for you to keep your eyes on the promise giver, the prophecy giver, the Lord God Almighty. And you need to get to him. You need to get to him because he is the one who has everything. In order to receive what he has for you, in order for you to walk in it, you should not look at your circumstances. You should be like Peter. You should be willing to hear from him. 
You should be willing to do what he's telling you to do by faith. Hallelujah. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Whatever the Lord is telling you to do, simply do it. Simply do it. Hallelujah. In the midst of that boisterous waves, in the midst of the boisterous winds. Hallelujah. Peter had his eyes on Jesus. Problem to be solved. Do you want just the problem to be solved? Or do you want God's glory to be revealed through your problems? Hallelujah. What do you want? Do you just want your problem to be solved? God can shut down the winds and the waves. Do you just want that? Or do you want an experience of walking on water and walking towards Jesus? Hallelujah. What do you want? What do you want? God is speaking to us today. Don't go for some short-term solutions. Don't go for just some small things because God has called you for big things with big purposes. Hallelujah. If he has put you in the midst of boisterous winds and the waves, know this for sure. Your Jesus who is in front of you will cause you to ride on them. Hallelujah. To rule over them. Hallelujah. To have a testimony. Hallelujah. That will draw many to Jesus Christ as you draw closer to him. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Every promise that God has given to us is true. It is a truth. Hallelujah. It is a truth. Hallelujah. Once it comes out of the mouth of God, it carries power. It has the potential to expand your faith like it did for Peter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, command me to walk on this water. Hallelujah. 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 He wanted to go to Jesus walking on water. Hallelujah. Through your problems, do you want to go to Jesus? Let all our trials draw us nearer to Jesus. Hallelujah. And give us heavenly encounters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.